Weirdo Weirdo Bookworms Unite! Unite. Do your reading tastes range from dystopian sci-fi to middle-grade fantasy? Dark psychological thrillers to gory body horror? From YA paranormal swords and sorcery? Extraterrestrials? Murder? Mayhem! And beyond! Then we want to share our love of reading with you. Welcome home. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Happy 2023. 2022. Get out of here. Get the F out. You know, it wouldn't be right to start 2023 without first finishing 2022 <laughs> in our best of list. So that's what today is. This is it's our a best of. tradition. Yes. Oh, and you probably noticed that this is Thursday. Episodes are Thursdays now. Episodes are now going to be on Thursdays. So much of you have noticed our episodes have been a little bit inconsistent towards the end of 2022. We don't like that. Having them come out on Thursdays is going to give just a little bit of extra time to get editing done and all of that so that uh, it will get out at a regular basis again. Fun fact. Mm. We used we when we first started the show, we were on Thursdays for like three years. Was it? Yeah, we did it. We did it. We released on Thursdays for like three years. Wow. And then, you know, we changed it to Tuesdays to fit a little bit closer to release dates and yeah, move around a couple other shows I was editing. So we're going back to Thursdays. So for those of you who've never been here for a Genre Junkies Best Of, what we like to do is we like to pick our top five favorite books. There might be some honorable mentions that will say, oh, that was on my list. That's an honorable mention. Or Sandra is very, very... It's very difficult to get her to narrow things down to just five. Yeah, it's very hard to do. Um, I did a pretty good job, and I just have some honorable mentions that I'll just kind of like mm-hmm. throw in there. But I didn't. I didn't do the full treatment for it. So the full treatment is we pair the book with something. Typically, this is going to be a mocktail or a cocktail, maybe a snack, maybe a meal, maybe a a drink and a snack and it's we something talk, yeah. to ingest along with your along with your reading experience yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's always a lot of fun and of course if you like cocktails that we suggest you can probably figure out a na version and if you like the mocktails we suggest you can probably figure out a way to squeeze some alcohol in there. Um, as a sober person, I really appreciate mocktails. And, you know, we've come so far. We've come so far with the mocktail. Um, it's so exciting. And there's whole bars that have any restaurants where they are N.A. It, it's so, some so cool. really good N.A. microbrews as well. Oh, yeah. And for those of you who are maybe even just kind of dipping a toe in and trying a dry January, you know what? The genre junkies are behind you do that okay you ready i am ready for the most part i'm ready okay do you want to start with your number five book (sighs) number five okay i yes i I would just like to point out before i start okay my number one is my number one yes my number two through five are not really in any particular order yeah i kind of feel that way too that's that's kind of pretty normal yeah there's one book that absolutely took top billing for me and after that it's like these are these are my other four favorites my two honorable mentions were like a knife through my heart to not put in the top five so yeah i might i might cover i might cover some of them for you you might okay so uh my number five book is rabbits by terry miles great choice um why rabbits so rabbits (laughs) 
it was the only book of its kind that I read this year. And it filled a it filled a little bit of a void for me of that kind of like that kind of science fiction-y mystery uh wrapped up in like a conspiracy sort of thing. Yeah. Um it's it's a lot of fun. It got me you got me listening to parts of the podcast as well, which yeah. is really fun and audio drama. Um, I really liked the main character. I really liked the tale that it was telling. It's something that I've thought about quite a bit throughout the year after we read it. It's a lot of fun. Now, what I have paired rabbits with. Not real rabbits, please. For God's sake, <laughs> yes, no. rabbit stew. No! no, it is not. Um, We would never at Genre Junkies, though Scott is... Um, you know, he is a meat eater. He would never eat rabbit. Cause we used to have a rabbit. They're yes, magical animals. I would never eat rabbit. Magical animals. Um, I would, this, this book is all about, you know, burning the midnight oil late nights, uh, you know, living in a small apartment while you obsess over the mystery of this alternate reality game. So I have paired this with Red Bull and ramen. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Stop. <laughs> I mean, this book kind of has that feeling of, of like parent, like paranoia yeah. up at four o'clock in the morning, just oh, yeah. you know, tying yarn up on the wall and making all of these connections. And that's just for me, that is the pairing that I have for this book. Oh my god, I love it! Any specific? Are you gonna do low cal Red Bull? Full strength. What size can? How many ounces? You know, it's funny. I oh, the regular size Red Bull, the, okay. the small little Red Bull. It's the one. Like I'm all about Monster. I'm all about Rockstar. I, I I love those and those larger energy drinks. Of course. But Red Bull is more condensed when it comes to the caffeine and the yeah. taurine, and you get like kind of the same amount in that smaller can. And where with with Monster and Rockstar, I will go with sugar free. Yeah. With Red Bull. You get it with the sugar because it completes that kind of like boost of energy that it gives. Yeah. I will sip on a monster over the course of like four hours. <laughs> yeah. I will down a rock star in five minutes. Okay. It's about getting that that sudden jolt Hit of me. energy. And I want that sugar to go along with it. Hit me, Big Red. And then what about ramen? What flavor? Any flavor you want? Any flavor. Uh, I am partial to shrimp ramen, which is uh, controversial take. Really, I really like the shrimp top ramen, and you know, like 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 cup like cup noodles, yeah, kind of thing. Um, but I think they're all great. The, the classics, you know, you have your chicken, you have your beef, and you have your shrimp. I like all of. I them. don't know if I don't know. This is their word for it, but the Oriental flavor—that's the one I get still on that occasion. That one's good because I know it's a weird word, but that's the what's the name of it. <laughs> but something I used to do. Well, with I get the not critter. Yeah. Yeah, and and if if you're if you're eating ramen um you know not just for the convenience but also for the uh for the money part. Yeah. Um a nice thing that you can do to make it a little bit fancier mm -hmm. is you actually you boil it first in just water. You don't put this you don't put the spices in there yet, mm -hmm. okay? And then you take that and you strain it and then you throw that in a pan mm -hmm. with just a little bit of that boiling with a little bit of that water and then you add in the spices and you mix it up. That's and how you, we like yep. to make it here at the genre junkies house. And you can cook it a little bit longer to make it a little bit crispy again or you can just make it kind of like a pasta. It is mm, delicious. It definitely elevates your situation. I mean, Mind you, 
it is still top ramen. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it just, it feels a little bit fancier. Yeah. Not even fancier. It's just a different way. Sometimes, yeah. Change it sometimes up. Sometimes soup noodles yeah. isn't exactly what you're feeling. You want to have something a little bit different. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's how we do it around here. So, my number five book, and again, this is... You know, these these are really pretty interchangeable, except for my number one, is Such a Pretty Smile by Christy Demeester. And we're going to make a mocktail. We're going to make a spicy grapefruit ginger fizz mocktail. Mm. So this was a book that I was very proud of us reading and reviewing. And I'm, you know, I'm always happy to, we get what we get out of a book we get what we get. We don't get upset. <laughs> we get what we want out of a book. And, you know, we interpret it and we feel how we feel. There was something really special to me about this book really hit me hard in my feelings and my heart, if you all remember. And Christy Demeester, um, Satan Blesser, sent me a wonderful message, sent us a wonderful message, just really like, you got it. Like, you got it. And it was like, <sighs> It was such a good feeling because, again, a book, once they put it out into the world, you take it how you want to take it, how you need to take it, right? But it was like she and I had just had the similar, in some way, lived experience. And it was just like, I just really got it. And that made me really proud because it's that type of book is very emotional. It's very connected. Such a Pretty Smile is an honorable mention of mine. It Great. is it is like my main honorable mention. Yeah. Um I was waffling between this and two others. There's like three kind of in Yeah. Thing. And I knew that Such a Pretty Smile would be on your list. I just knew it. Yeah. So I said, "Okay, I can I can leave that on my honorable mentions." I agree with you. Um it's one of the it's it it, it really stuck with me as very powerful. Yeah. Um, particularly because of how powerful it was to you as well. Yeah. And it's one of my proudest moments of the year, if that makes sense. Because yeah, that, 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 book that was opened, well, not like you're always a feminist and you always care, but that book kind of opened up like a second set of eyelids for you. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I picked the spicy grapefruit ginger fizz mocktail. <laughs> Great name, right? Um, and this was, I found it on a website. It's actually, give me some oven, which is a great name. Um, I wanted to find something that kind of on the surface looked like, oh, like a cute little girly drink. Um, but then you look close and it's like, are those jalapenos? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because it has bite and has ginger beer, has bite. So you use grapefruit juice, you use fresh lime, you use fresh mint, you use some fresh jalapeno, cup of ice and some ginger beer. Um, again, you can go on to give me some oven. <laughs> um, you're going to muddle, you're going to add things to your little copper mug and you you garnish it with extra citrus, um, jalapeno, and mint. So you really go hard. And again, it's just a nice, tricky little mocktail to make people think, oh, this is just cute. This is just like sweet, girly little drink. And then it's like, no, bitch, no. So That sounds really good and complex, particularly the, the jalapenos really interests me. And if you guys know me, maybe you don't know this, obsessed with jalapenos i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with spicy things i love spicy things anything spicy i have been eating spicy things since i was a little kid i have more tolerance than the average white person i'm very proud of that 
Put it on my tombstone. <laughs> just wait, instead of instead of bringing flowers to Sandra's grave, Bring just pour hot sauce. Oh yeah, or yeah, splash a little like the <laughs> like the priests do, and that little thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm imagining now like holy water style hot sauce. Yeah, do that. Okay, uh, number four, uh-huh. uh, and I think this is maybe the last one that's not going to be on both of our lists. I have The Paradox Hotel by Rob Hart. Oh, that book, I mean, shoot, she could have been here. She could have been here, Paradox Hotel. Yeah, I really enjoyed that book, and I it's I enjoyed it at the time, and it's kind of just like a fun read kind of enjoy, but even... But I, you know, it's it's one of the books that I, I remember so vividly mm-hmm. throughout the year as well. It was it's it's really exciting. It mixes a little bit of the whodunit mystery yes. with that science fiction. Oh, this is a really cool idea. Um, it's you know another thing that I really like about it is it is a little bit of a of a traditional science fiction book, but taken into a modern more more inclusive storytelling mode. Yes. This book, you know, I, I I can think of books that I read 20 years ago that had a very similar tone and feel and idea, uh-huh. but was very much just the guy yes. and his guy boss. And, you know, there was probably some ingenue involved. It's really so much more interesting with a more inclusive writing that yes. takes it from being a just a, a generic story, which it's not, but I, I hope you get what I, where I'm yeah, going yeah, with yeah. this, from being a more generic story to being really interesting and powerful with with you know with with really interesting characters. As the years have gone on, um, there's been several times. And there's another book on my list that I'm going to bring this up that we have read a book and we've been like, you know back in the day not that long ago but (laughs) back in the day this character would have been a male yeah and like that's a great example paradox hotel that character would have been a male it would not have been um trans folk representation in the relationship and it's like it's just elevating it it's just making it better to be like let's break out of the trope i mean one of the things that it does is is there's you know you know how there's there's always like five actors Mm-hmm. That end up playing every role in Hollywood, right? You know, you've got your Brad Pitts and you've got your your Tom Cruise. I'm dating myself when I include <laughs> Tom Cruise in that, but I think well, you get my he's point. Still right? everywhere. Well, he is still everywhere, but like you have your like your like five male actors mm-hmm. that play every role, and that's because a lot of these male roles are the same character. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, you you could cast Tom Cruise in. You know, the Tom Cruise of 30 years ago, in almost any science fiction book written 30 years ago. Uh-huh. It's kind of that same... And he was in a lot of the adaptations. He was in a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you get a lot more originality when you open it up to more life experiences. You're seeing more very real but very unique characters. Now, I am pairing this book... Mm-hmm. With ginger ale and lime. Now, let me Delicious. tell you. Delicious. Let me tell you this story. I was introduced to ginger ale and lime on an airplane. A wonderful flight attendant. Um, when I ordered ginger ale on an airplane, because that's what you do on an airplane. I don't know if you know that, but that is the, the universal. That's the correct thing. That's the universal drink for an airplane is ginger ale. And he said, 
do you want to do you want to try something really good sure absolutely and he pulls out this little packet of of crystallized freeze-dried lime and puts it in the ginger ale and gave it to me and it's delicious it, it is delicious. it elevates the drink it oh, it kind of it kind of makes it a little bit of a of a of a mocktail really yeah uh, very simple but it doesn't need to be you know big the reason i picked this is because one I was reading this book at the time yeah. <laughs> when that was introduced to me. But two, when I say that this is like that kind of book that I read 20 years ago, uh-huh. this is that book that you read on the airplane. Uh-huh. This is that book that you bring with you that you maybe find at the you know airport booksellers. And like, I just want something that's a fun sci-fi adventure. Oh, this looks interesting and has a cool cover. Let's grab that. This is that kind of book and that kind of story. Yeah. And so, you know, it really does make me associate with, I associate it with traveling. I associate yeah. it with, with like a summer break. And it's or about going traveling camping. too in its way, isn't it? So it is. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I paired it with. Very fun. And now I want some ginger ale and some lime. Sounds delicious. I'll make some for you right after the show. Oh, we need ginger ale. We don't have any ginger ale. Oh, we don't have any ginger ale. We got to get some ginger ale. <laughs> um, my next book is Just Like Mother by Anne Heltzel. We were lucky enough to have so many wonderful, wonderful authors on our show this year, and Anne was one of them. She was great. Um, so happy to welcome her. She's welcome anytime at the Genre Junkies. And this book really ticked a lot of my boxes. And so all of our books, our favorites and our honorable mentions, we forgot to say this, but they're all books that stick with us and we think about a lot. Mm-hmm. That's something we both have in common with how we pick our favorites. Um, I do think about this book a lot. I think about the originality of this book all the time. She is one of those authors, and this is one of those works that makes me excited and proud to be a female horror fan, uh, makes me so proud of women writing in my favorite beloved would die for genre and doing things that are exciting and weird and strange and risky and cool and smart um it's a very smart book um it's got a lot of my my buzzwords in it and if you haven't read it i don't want to like spoil it for you um so and same thing with christy demister too um just really, really cool horror chicks. And oh, just like Mother is, well, it's about, I can tell you this, it's about two cousins coming back together who've been separated and they had a very, very untraditional upbringing. And she, our narrator, our hero, heroine, finds that her, uh, her cousin has become something of a lifestyle guru. So I thought, what would be fun? I want something that feels healthy. I want something that feels very cozy you know these women are everything's like white and beige and gray and you know so i found something on the mindful mocktail called peppermint tea mocktail and i'm like oh these ladies would totally drink this um and you can make it for like a large crowd too so i'm like oh it's perfect for like one of their meetings right you need peppermint tea obviously hot water (laughs) lemon zest lemon juice um honey is optional and soda water and she's got this great recipe on here for how you put it all together and um you're gonna garnish it with extra lemon slices and it just sounds it sounds cozy and like hear me out 
just the right level of pretentious. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, enough for, like, if you're over there, like, you're at somebody's house and they're like, oh, it's okay. I've made peppermint tea mocktail. And you're like, oh, oh, good. Yeah, I was, that's totally what I was craving. You know, like, so I thought that that would be perfect. And it sounds so good. So good. That, that does not sound very good to me. Oh, no. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I think I probably would enjoy it ultimately. Right. Uh, it's interesting. That's the first mocktail you've ever put across my put across my periphery that I've... Uh, I'm going to not... I'm going like, to not tail. I pass on. I'm going to not tail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you? You're up. All right. Next up at number three, I have Hyde. Oh my God, that's my number three. By Kirsten White. That's my number three. Uh, Hyde is so good, right? It's just so, so good. Good. You know, uh, just just like I, I feel like there's kind of a theme with the books that I've picked out this year, where it's like these are not just like memorable books for me, which they are. Yeah. But they're also like I really needed this. I really needed a book in this kind of subgenre this year. I really needed this. You know, Hyde gives you that that battle royale sort of fix mm-hmm. in a really unique and meaningful, powerful way. Yes. Um, if you haven't listened to our review of it, I mean, if you haven't read it, read it. Obviously. Oh my god, please read it. But there was a moment when we were reviewing this book when when these the, the the subtext the meaning of this book yes hit me mm-hmm. and that does not it does not usually happen to me in the middle of the episode when i go i get it aha uh it went from i if i remember correctly like a four-star book to a five-star book immediately yeah. when yes. i realized that um it's a book that i really mold over for weeks even after we we reviewed it when I was going through and trying to decide that was what pushed this over the edge and put it in my top five of just how meaningful, powerful, but, and yet so fun just yes. on its surface as it is. It, absolutely outstanding book. And that's yeah. I couldn't agree more. And that's another one that would have easily, um, maybe the lead character would have been male, more likely the lead characters, uh, love interest <laughs> yep. would be male and that's um, flipped in that one there's just juicy juicy characters to sink your teeth into I absolutely love the setting and amusement park I love that there's something nefarious going on this big game of hide and seek and it's set in an amusement park and it's these things that seem like childhood fun but it's perverted if you will um it was just really exciting to read and then there's a lot of um little greek touches for me which we talked about and i pointed out in the review um absolutely oh a must read so i guess we should say what we paired yeah so i didn't pair I, I paired it with a food. Did you pair it with a mocktail? I paired it with a mocktail and a snack. Okay. M- mine is a snack. Oh, okay. What's your snack? I paired it with kettle corn. Oh. For me, you know, I think of amusement parks. I think of, you know, at, well, actually, I don't know. Am I the only person who remembers this? Do you know pink popcorn? Of course I know pink popcorn. Okay. So, okay. That's, 
I didn't want to have to explain the whole thing. That is really what I think of. It's basically popcorn with a little pink candy coating on it. It's like pink sugar and it's like in a brick. Yeah, it's very old school. Like it's, you don't see it hardly at all anymore. I I remember talking about this with coworkers a couple of years ago. Yeah. And no one had any idea. I love pink popcorn. That's so me. That's so me. Yeah. So I, I would pair this with pink popcorn. And if you can't find pink popcorn, you. Kettle corn. Or kettle corn, right. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of thinking, I'll just throw this in there here yeah. as well, is there is a place that no longer is no longer open that had a cocktail that was kind of like, it was kind of like a whiskey sour, and they served it with, with, um, with a couple of pieces on a, on a, on a stick yeah. of kettle corn with, with like bacon bits, like real bacon on it. That was really outstanding. So if you want a cocktail, like a whiskey sour with a with a bacon bit kettle corn is kind of fun. That pairs pretty well. But yeah. and that's <laughs> Sandra's too- over here going, uh, that is that is I like the popcorn part. Yeah, you leave that popcorn alone. Um but no, that's I, I think that the idea there is again it's something from childhood and then kind of jacking it up and making it more adult, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um so for those who don't know, um, I love amusement parks. I love fairs. I love things like that. Fun, carnival-y sort of atmosphere. And Scott and I are Disney adults. And we haven't talked about that on the podcast in a long time. It's but, been a while, yeah. But those who know us know we're, we're Disney adults. We love Disney. And when I go to Disneyland, my favorite thing is popcorn and pizza. Yes. <laughs> so obviously, like, got to have your yummy, salty, buttery popcorn. However, I thought, but you know what? What I would give the people in Hyde is I would give them pizza. They really needed some pizza. (laughs) (laughs) They need a pizza party. Oh, they need a pizza party. And I found this uh, website called Liz on Call. And she tells you how to make your own little at-home Mickey Mouse-shaped pizza. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. So you can, there's plenty of ways you can find to make a very simple at-home pizza. But um, I liked that. And then, for the drink let me show you this scott look at that oh that's beautiful so this is called under the sea blue raspberry lemonade party punch that sounds like that okay that sounds delicious that looks so fantastic yeah it's opaque this is on a a website called foodfamilyfinds.com it is the perfect like you know Ariel's like <laughs> like green dress mm-hmm. that's like in the background of this picture it is the most beautiful opaquey mermaid bluey green color um i love that color i love drinks that are blue that's a thing about me so the under the sea blue raspberry lemonade sherbet party punch um you need frozen lemonade concentrate um, some water, Sprite, two packets of raspberry lemonade Kool-Aid, and one tub of pineapple sherbet. Okay. And then you put it all together. And so then it's probably going to be, you know, they, they have you put in like sweetener too, so that it's not like too tart. And I just thought like, oh, oh that would be so good. I was actually thinking in my head, um, I, I don't know if I would add the sweetener because I was thinking in my head, oh, if it's too sweet, adding like a a, a citric acid rim. Sure, 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 fun. sure. But I thought this would be so delicious and refreshing with some nice pizza cheesiness. I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. And it just looks fun. It looks like something you would get at Disney at an amusement park. And 
yeah, it just it just brought me right into hide that I would want to eat amusement park like food. I guess you go next. Um, I mean, that was both of our number three, but uh, I think I think you should go give us your number two. Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Oh my gosh, that was my number two as well, and I was so afraid. Shut up. I was so afraid. I didn't want to like go before your. Okay, that's okay. interesting. That is my number two. Okay, that's hilarious. Yes. So we just did an episode on Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Um, and we talked about how this book really moved us, really transported us. Um, I think even more about how this book will stay with me. It's just like this wonderful friend in my mind and in my heart. And I was so transported reading that book. And I loved everything about the characters. Um, I loved the touch on alcoholism in this book. It just, it's, it's like I almost can't put it into words. It's just... It was so what I needed to read this year, and it's something that I just need to have with me and to stick with me in life. Um, so I wanted to make something really tasty and magical. So I found on the Gracious Pantry how to make mock champagne, and you use it. You do it by combining white grape juice and ginger ale. Oh! And I bet you could do sugar-free ginger ale too, and that'd probably be really good. Yeah, probably. And then I picked the weirdest food. I wanted a comfort food that I hardly eat. I don't know when the last time I've eaten this is, but it just came to my mind. I want some Pillsbury um, biscuits. Pillsbury? Oh! Now I know people who make biscuits. Scott can make biscuits. I don't have any desire to make biscuits, Karen. I don't want to. I want to pop them out of a thing with the Pillsbury Doughboy and just have some delicious heartwarming flaky biscuits there are some things that are not worth the effort of making yourself Mm -hmm. because they are just as good or better when you buy store-bought yes biscuits store-bought's fine is one of them honestly most of those baked goods like those like those croissants a little crescent rolls. oh god the crescent rolls no absolutely not not worth making at home they're delicious when you make them at home but but like really so what was um anything else you wanted to add about fairy tale that's occurred so fairy uh, the fact that fairy tale not only made it to my list but made it to number two is a miracle for a number of reasons the first is uh I usually, when it comes to these, I try to avoid recency recency bias. Uh, books that oh, I read yeah. towards the end of the year, it, it's harder for me at the end of the day to put them near the top because they're still so fresh. Sometimes I don't want to regret putting them up there because you know when I'm a couple you know months further away and not thinking about them. Uh, the fact that we you know kind of just read it, I still think it belongs up here. Second reason why is because I was really afraid i wasn't gonna like it because i have such a weird history with stephen king books mm-hmm. um i expected it to be different i expected it to not be you know necessarily along the same lines i was not expecting to adore this book as much as i did um particularly the first half of this book is one of my favorite stories just enthralling mm-hmm. to me for being such a arguably you know not traditional story genre junkie style story does that make sense 
I guess. I mean, it seems genre junkies to me. I, I'm talking about. Well, I'm trying not to do. I'm not trying not to spoil too much. I know. I know. I know. Um, but there's a large part of this book really stuck with me, and it's not the part that you would that that traditionally would stick with me in a genre junkies book. How does that sound? Okay. How does that sound? Yes. Um, as far as what my what I'm pairing this with. I am pairing this with this is the one that I had this is the one when we were talking by the way. I said oh. I have one that I can't really quite figure out what to pair it with. This is the one. And Sandra gave me the recommendation of just what what do you think of like food wise like my biscuits. And I think of just a beef stew with no utensils, the kind that you just lop up with bread. Wow. Like a beef vegetable stew? Like a beef vegetable stew with with like a homemade soda bread almost. Do you know what I mean? How, what about my biscuit? Could you use my biscuit? You could use the biscuit, <laughs> but you need like, I, I want like a big loaf, like a whole Rest loaf to yourself that you just like, you eat the soup by dipping that bread in there and just going to town. Charlie would have loved to have some of that at some points in this book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's also the, kind of the moment I, I was thinking of just a very rare steak. Uh but I don't I you know I, I want I want something warmer than that. You well know why don't want... you give the steak to Radar to Raids. Yeah, Raids can have the steak. Yeah. So now we've come to our number one pick. Come to number one and I I don't think we have the same number one. I but... think we do. I think we might. Okay. Well and Oh, I don't know if we do. I feel like my face feels like it's going to burst. I will be surprised if this is, I mean, I, if this is not your number one, that means it's not in your top five. And I will be shocked. Let's talk about our honorable mentions first. Okay. okay. My honorable mentions were Sundial by Katrina Award and The Watchers by A.M. Shine. So uh, my, my two were The Watchers by A.M. Shine and Such a Pretty Smile. Um, I also want to give an honorable, honorable mention uh-huh. to the Kaiju Society. Um, I that book is just a lot of fun. Yeah, I I don't know why it's not on my list. Okay, it's it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. Um, and Sundial and the Watchers could both have easily been on this list. Um, just fantastic, fantastic books. Uh, God, every year it's every year it's hard, and we we just need to pick a few that stand out to us so we can do this fun game. So that means we have the same. We we have to have the same number one then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should we say it on on like three? So we will do one, two, three. Go. Okay. So one, two. two. Three, Three. Tender, tender is the, the flesh. flesh. Oh my yep. goodness! By Augustina Basterica. Um, oh Ooh. my God! Did you even have twenty twenty two if you didn't read Tender is the Flesh? Uh, this book uh, will change you. It will change you. Mm-hmm. I have not eaten meat the same way as I have after reading this book. Sure. I think about this book. I think about uh, the meat industry. I think about this book. I think about this book all the time. All the time. Yeah. Uh, we have we have we have recommended this book and given this book to people. Yeah. Our coffee's um, out there in the world right now. It is. Uh, we cannot wait to discuss it with the two of you, our friends. For the record, um, and we've had other friends that have read it, mm-hmm. and we've discussed it with them. Uh, talk about a novel that's not for the faint of heart, but everybody should read it. This is 
I don't know if I necessarily agree with this statement anymore, but I, there was a film back when I was a child. Yeah. Child. When I, <laughs> when I was a child. I was a, I was a very young adult that I said, okay, every high schooler should watch this movie. And that was Requiem for a Dream. I think <laughs> you knew what that answer was going to be. Uh, I'll tell you, it, it, it definitely affected my view of drugs. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that statement anymore, but I will say I think that everyone should read this book. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that it will turn you into a vegetarian or it should turn you into a vegetarian, but it will make you mindful uh-huh. of what you eat Yeah. forever. You should pair this book with another book, which is The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan. Um, so I am a non-eater of meat. Um with um, a little bit of pescatarian tendencies, but I'm picky. Um, but for the most part, I eat almost completely plant-based, and I don't eat just any like sea creatures either. It's like I said, it's very very picky. Um, I find the meat industry horrifying. I have such 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 feelings about it, and all the ways that it affects our planet and. Uh, Animals. I love animals. I don't want to eat them. I don't like people eating them. They are people. <laughs> it's just, it's a whole thing. And she will present this book to you in a way with that and so many other leanings of about um, consumption and control and uh, a listen to our episode just listen to our episode but i could say i could you could do an entire podcast on that book i i feel like you really could like like you know season one of of you know breaking down a book or uh there's, a, there's actually a fun podcast called the worst idea of all time where they watch the same movie every single week and they mm-hmm. review it every single week for like a year uh we could do that with this book and find something new every time yeah you could like go chapter by chapter mm-hmm. in this book. you really could uh, so oh yeah sorry oh no just th- there's um you know we talk a lot about how this you know how this framed you know, our viewpoints, or at least my viewpoints when it comes to consumption and things. It's, you know, I want to point out the story is really great just on its own, but it's very difficult to separate this book from the meaning of this book. Uh, I think it's important for both reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, it's very hard to separate the two. So I wanted to pick um, a drink that was red mm-hmm. and juicy. So for me, I picked something um, on a website from The Seaman Mom, <laughs> the S-E-A Man Mom. Um, and she just calls it like Halloween punch, non-alcoholic Halloween punch. And you use cherry juice, orange peel, and that's for color and taste. And you can stir in some juice from blood oranges, which sounds like I would do that. Red chili left whole but pierced a few times. Cinnamon sticks, cloves, fresh ginger. And then if you wanted sweetener, you add some simple syrup. And it just sounds spicy, but juicy, packed with layers of flavor. And that's like the book being packed with layers and layers. And it's got to be red. Oh, I really like that that layers compared. Yeah. Makes me question my pick, but no, I'm, I know what I'm going with. What, do you, what are you going with? You're going to appreciate this because you know exactly what this dish is. Okay. And it is a vegan corn chowder. Oh, we love it. With coconut, with coconut cream milk. That's one of our favorite dishes to make. It is 
outstanding. It is it, okay. The reason I picked this is because this is the this is the quintessential vegan meal that makes me go, oh, this has all of the the flavor and the richness and all of that thing that you want in a you know a a non vegan non vegetarian meal, and yet it is completely vegan and it's just absolutely delicious. And the, the so okay, it's a chowder. With, you know, roasted red peppers and corn and carrots and potatoes. Mm -hmm. But instead of using cream, you use coconut milk, which if you've never cooked with coconut milk, it's fantastic. You're missing out. It thickens things so well. It does not taste like coconut when it's mixed in with, with, a, with a dish. And the magical star of this is, is the broth. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to have a very difficult time finding mushroom broth. Yeah. But get yourself some because it is just packed with that flavor. If you don't have it, you can kind of make a a a simile to it with with dried mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you is you put those in and you boil water with a little bit of vegetable stock and you're going to get most of the way there and it's delicious. Yeah. And then you just take those mushrooms, chop them up afterwards and just include that in it as well. Oh my god. And it's it's great. I, 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 you know, and no meat in sight, no, no, no meat product in, sight. in sight once. And once you read this book, you're probably going to need recipes like this for a good week. <laughs> so this is, this is what I recommend you have on hand. Well, there we go. Another one in the books. Another book rides the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us and for being so supportive and for listening and downloading and hanging with us. And, you know, as we've had really challenging things come up in the last half of this year, you guys have been so kind sticking with us and understanding we're human. We have families and needs and illness and jobs and all that stuff. And we really appreciate you. Really appreciate you sticking with us and listening to our show. And we love you very much, Chandra Junkies. You're the best kind of people. We're incredibly lucky to have you. Uh, you know, I, I just even don't know what to say. We actually have people who listen to us and we have people that interact with us and we have authors who appreciate us. And that really means a lot to us. We are so lucky. We are incredibly lucky. We're incredibly grateful. And, you know, we, we, I'm very happy that you're still with us after the troubles that, you know, we've had keeping a regular schedule the past few months. We are going to be better now in 2023. Things are already looking up. Yep. All right. So we'll catch you on another Thursday. We have lots of fun things planned. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Sandra. Please keep reading past your bedtime. Mm -hmm.